get sleep. Sleep is like the ultimate free medicine competitive edge. Someone said to me, hey, I got a big tournament next week. What can I do? I'll go get sleep. Usain Bolt said something really interesting. He said, 50% of my training is rest and recovery because I need to allow my body to absorb the training that I'm doing. Welcome to the next episode of What's Next with Eric Wood. Our next guest is Dr. Ara Sapaya. Dr. Ara is a personal physician on the PGA Tour of America, treating an A-list roster that includes Zach Johnson, Steve Stricker, Ian Poulter, Justin Rose, Henrik Stenson, Gary Woodland, Vijay Singh, Hunter Mahan, and others. He is also a practicing ER physician. He's the chief wellness officer for Florida Emergency Physicians and an assistant professor in clinical medicine at the University of Central Florida Medical School. Earlier in his career, Dr. R was a physician on the European Tour and the European Ryder Cup teams. He's written a book that I recommend called Lose Weight and Feel Great Forever. You can also find him on the Golf Channel as the chief medical analyst on their hit morning show, The Morning Drive. Through this podcast, you will hear a lot about his journey in medicine, how he got to work with athletes and where he's at today. He will give nutrition and health and wellness advice that anybody can use and all athletes can use. And you'll find out why all of us are classified as athletes. And in the current state of America right now with the COVID-19 crisis, this pandemic that we are in, he is going to talk about his role in all that as a physician in the ER. We're going to talk about what we can all do to help ourselves improve our immune function during this time to help prevent us from getting it and what all of our responsibility is and the impact of social distancing. Enjoy the show. Dr. Ara, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Man, thank you for having me. This is a uh... Super exciting. Yeah, it's, it's exciting for me as well. And why don't you start off by giving the listeners a little bit of a background on your journey in the medical field, how you got to where you are today, and the many facets of, of medicine that you do practice now. Ah, uh, gosh. How long did it show? Um, <laughs> I was, uh, well, let me put it this way. I, I was born in Malaysia, okay, and, uh, you know, played competitive. I played soccer was badminton, competitive tennis, played junior, like a very high level, a lot of tournaments in Malaysia. And then, um, you know, I actually wanted to turn pro as a tennis player, but at the same time, I got a scholarship to go study medicine in the UK. And my mom was like, no, you're, you're not <laughs> pro, go to medical school. So uh, plus my, my tennis coach actually said, you're too short. You, you, you'll never make it. So I was like, all right, fine. So off I went to medical school. Uh, trained there in surgery, uh, trained in surgery, and I uh, wanted to be a, a cardiac surgeon, actually, a heart surgeon. Um, actually went down that line, did did the surgery, but I realized it wasn't for me. Uh, I actually had trained in uh, emergency medicine at that point and loved it. It was never work. So I after I got fully trained in surgery, I transitioned to emergency medicine. And all along, I still, you know, vicariously was a... In, in athlete in my in my mind you know I was still trained kept fit you know um, and then I came across this athlete you know uh, tennis player who sprained his ankle in the ER and I couldn't answer a very simple question like he said to me when can I play again and I had no idea like totally no idea right wow. 
And so that kind of bothered me. So I looked into it, spoke to my bosses, and you know, I, I realized I could study sports medicine uh, while training in the ER. So I did that. And then during that time, you know, I always say this, I, I contracted a deadly illness called golf. <laughs> like huge, huge, huge golf fan, addicted to golf, was practicing all the time. And so I uh, started playing golf. And in my sports medicine, I started studying, you know, back injury in golfers, got some, you know, old data on how the golf swing affected, uh, the, the how the mechanics of the golf swing affected the body. And then started working on the European tour with golfers. Uh, and, you know, what was interesting, Eric, in all that time, you know, now I'm trained in surgery. I went to medical school. I'm trained in, you know, ER, I'm trained in sports medicine. And my athletes would ask me, well, you know, once they got familiar with me, I thought I'd be dealing with tendonitis or sprains and all this kind of stuff. And right. that was not the case with my golfers. They would say, hey, doc, I feel tired all the time. Hey, doc, my allergies are so bad. Hey, doc, how can I get over jet lag quicker? You know? And so I would run like my blood test I was trained to do and everything was normal. And so I'd say, hey, everything came back normal. And they'd be like, oh. Well, why do I feel like this? Right. And I didn't quite have an answer. And during my time in uh, in training in sports medicine, I actually worked uh, with the Great British uh, Cycling Team, the one that that won everything one in uh, in London in the Olympics. Uh, and there was a guy there, very very senior guy. And one day I kind of asked him. I said, you know, why would they get tired and all the blood tests are normal? You know. And he said, oh, you know, it could be the cortisol. You know, they could have adrenal fatigue. And this was a normal concept. They did not teach me this in medical school. So, you know, I came back, I spoke to one of my uh, buddies who was an endocrinologist and I said, hey, you know, what, what's adrenal fatigue? And he kind of laughed at me and said, there's no such thing. I mean, you don't get heart fatigue or brain fatigue or kidney fatigue. Why would you get adrenal fatigue? Like, you'll die, you know? And I was like, huh. But then, you know, coming back to it, I, I was born in Malaysia. So I was very familiar with Chinese medicine and Ayurvedic medicine. And so, I, I just went to a Chinese store and I said, hey, do you have anything for, you know, adrenals? And, you know, without hesitating, the guy goes, yeah, we have a tonic. And I go, what does it do? And he goes, you know, when the adrenal has low energy, we bring it up. And I was like, wow, you know, and I, listen, it's been around for 5,000 years, right? I mean, that's pretty good. So I kind of looked into it more and then, you know, I realized there was a whole side to like, functional medicine, which is very different than regular, like medical school medicine. You know, medical school medicine is great because we study disease and we understand how to fix things immediately, right? So if you have pneumonia, look, I need to give you antibiotics. I got to make sure it doesn't get your bloodstream and your, your system shuts down. That's not what I want. So I act on it immediately. But then functional medicine looks at like root cause. Why did this guy get pneumonia, right? And let's fix that whole environment to stop him getting it again or helping recover faster. So I went down that line. And then during that time, I, I studied acupuncture I to help deal with management, with deal with pain, you know, as an alternative. Because a lot of my pro athletes, you know, because of anti-doping, they cannot take a lot of medication. Right. And so I put all of this together and I started, I called it functional sports medicine, which is what I practice. And uh, so actually I'm coming up with a course to actually teach a lot of the stuff that I'm doing now. That's incredible stuff, and, and your list of your list of golfers that you've worked with is absolutely phenomenal. The likes of Zach Johnson, Steve Stricker, Ian Poulter, Justin Rowe. The list goes on. I mean, guys that yeah. are 
top five. Yes, and and it's absolutely phenomenal. But they're honestly blessed to work with someone like you. And throughout my career in playing in Buffalo for nine years, it was amazing from 2009 through 2017 what the world of what I'll call, like you did, functional medicine, what happened in that field and and, and how it just became this whole different approach to health and wellness in in allowing these athletes to thrive. And that was just from 2009 to 2017. I'm talking in 2009, we went from chicken fingers and macaroni and cheese and green beans in the cafeteria for lunch to by the time I was leaving the league, it was – we had we were going through ten thousand dollars of organic produce a week. We had a juice and smoothie bar in there. We had grass fed, free range protein options that we just never had before. So absolutely incredible stuff by the Buffalo Bills, and they 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 gave us resources too. You mentioned acupuncture. Well, it's you know it was dry needling. It was M A T A R T, a bunch of any acronym you could think of for uh, yeah. some some way to treat our bodies. But it was phenomenal stuff. Eric, I want to ask you something. I, did you find that that transition where you went from, you know, the regular stuff, eating chicken fingers to, to changing your diet and adding all the other modalities for recovery, did that make a difference to you? It did. And you if know, so, how? So um, I got in the league as a 23-year-old, left as a 31-year-old. I had six lower body surgeries throughout that time. In 2009, I did the Joe Theismann tip fit, broke my leg in half. 2010, I missed games with a, a high ankle sprain, got scoped after the season. 2011, ACL, PCL, lateral meniscus tear. 2012, MCL tear. Then I had a nice streak of, of staying healthy. Then I broke my other leg, fibula, and damaged the deltoid ligaments on, on the inside of the ankle as well. So a ton of lower body injuries. And in 2017, I honestly felt on the field better than I did in 2009. I also only probably weighed maybe six or seven pounds more as a 23-year-old than I did as a 31-year-old, and I just look so much different, and it's inflammation. You know, it's because it, my body yeah. fat percentage wasn't that far off, but the inflammation in my face, it's just, it's amazing uh, what, what I can tell just in picture form, and I was recover- right. I was recovering better at 31 then I yeah. was even doing at 23, and, and yeah, so I I, made, I I noticed a huge difference. And one one thing I'll ask you, because towards the end of my career, I, I got a food study done, and so the Bills knew what types of foods to give me. I did an RMR, and I wore a whoop band so that they knew how many calories I was burning a day, and, and it yeah. became this big scientific approach. What type of approach do you take as far as panels that you'll have your athletes get to prevent inflammation or, or to peak their performance? So, so great question. I love the fact that you, you bring up inflammation, right? Because 20 years of my work has, has been to address that issue, okay? And it's interesting about, you know, right, my, my book, when I was researching for my book, Usain Bolt said something really interesting. He said, 50% of my training is rest and recovery mm. because I need to allow my body to absorb the training that I'm doing, right? So most people focus on the first half. I got completely like blown away by the second half, you know, the concept of the body being able to absorb training. So I was like, what does that mean? Why, why would a body be able to absorb some training and some bodies not be able to absorb the training? Right. And, you know, fundamentally it's, it's what you said. We, as an athlete, you know, and if you live the lifestyle of flying, competing, being away from your family, eating different foods in different places, staying in different hotel beds, you know, thinking about playing 
playing well, not playing well, training too hard, training too little. All that kind of stuff, being cut, not being cut, salaries, all that stuff is highly inflammatory, right? So if you imagine a triangle, okay, everybody has a triangle. And some triangles are tall and narrow, some are wide and, 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 and broad, but they are all a triangle. The bottom of the triangle is in chronic inflammation, okay? The more the triangle fills up with chronic inflammation, the less you have space for good quality training and good quality recovery, okay? Mm -hmm. So I try to push down as much, as, as low as possible the amount of chronic inflammation you have, okay? So I run panels to look at, basically to do two things. One is to identify how much inflammation you have in the body, right? So that's when I run broad things like a CBC, looking at the differentials of the white blood counts, you know, predicting whether you're overtrained, looking at iron panels, looking at thyroid, looking at cortisol, looking at testosterone, all that kind of stuff, right? And CRP and all those markers. Then I look at, okay, where is this inflammation coming from? And to make things simple, it comes from one of five places, okay? It comes from your neuroskeletal system, where predominantly is how, how good is your nervous system firing, how good is your recovery, do you have a lot of pains, aches, that kind of stuff, right? Your hormonal system uh, that looks at your, you know, your testosterone, your, your cortisol, uh, even your cholesterol, your thyroid, and then your neuro neurotransmitters in the brain. Then I look at your detoxification pathways, which is your kidney, liver, ability to get rid of toxins, right? And then I look at your immune system, which is predominantly the gut. And then I look at your energy pathways, right? How do you create energy and is that system efficient? So I run blood work initially to find out, you know, how much inflammation you have. Then I look at where the inflammation comes from, from a, a bunch of panels. And then I look at the impact of inflammation, chronic inflammation on those five areas. So either comes from one of five and it affects one of these five. And if I can address that and drive that whole thing down, then based on that, your body is now able to absorb training and recovery. And if you can, if you can train really hard and recover adequately, then you can go again and again, again and again. And eventually you build resilience which is the platform on which I build athletic potential. Wow, that's phenomenal stuff. And, and, Thank you. And, and I, I love how you broke it down into the five, and, and I honestly could spend just way too much time picking your brain on each of those individual five because I would love to know how you address each one as, yeah. as one of them's not functioning correctly. But I'll just refer people to your Instagram, Dr. R on call, or your blog, DrRoncall.com, yeah. and those I'm sure have all either been addressed, will be addressed, and it's fascinating stuff. You're one of my favorite followers on social media now since I got tuned, oh, on, in, you, tuned into you from, from just a podcast that I, I had heard you on a while back. And, and a lot of the listeners aren't professional athletes. Yeah. When, you, when you just have someone that wants to just feel better, they want to perform better, they, they like to work out, but now they're 40-something years old and the inflammation, the aches are just getting to be too much, what do you mm -hmm. suggest for them? Is it, is, it all the, is it a full panel like that, or is there just some low-hanging fruit you suggest people knock off first? Okay, so great question. Listen, to me, you know, I like the Nike philosophy, right? I'm a, I'm a huge Nike fan, and they have a philosophy. They said, you know, rule number one, if you have a body, you are an athlete. Right. Rule number two, everybody's an athlete. Okay. I love it. So 
to me, that's true. Like if you are mowing your, you know, I, my mom, who's, I remember helping her do the gardening in Malaysia when she was in her 60s, right? She's 72 now. And that woman was so strong. And I was shocked. You know, age itself, you, you know, as long as you keep active, the amount of work she was doing, she's no different than anyone else in the gym, you know, just because she's not in the gym doesn't make her not an athlete. Right. When I see, you know, moms carrying two kids in a grocery and shutting the shutting the car door and then opening the front door, that's an athletic endeavor, dude. Like, that's pretty impressive, right? So to me, everyone's an athlete. If you have a body and you respect that body, you're an athlete. You just got to learn to move. And, and you look at a child. A child doesn't, doesn't go to the gym. A child just moves. We were all like that. We have that in us. So we're all athletes, right? So coming back to this question, we age because we accumulate chronic inflammation and we age because chronic inflammation hurts us, shuts the systems down, you know? So you end up having more toxins because that's harmful to the body. You produce less hormones, you digest less, your immune system is not as effective. So you tend to get more cancers or colds or sicknesses, right? Your arthritis gets worse, your nervous system slows down. So my philosophy applies to everyone, right? But I will tell you a lot of the tests are expensive. A lot of them, unfortunately, insurance companies, the way they are, they rather pay you pay when you're sick rather than do stuff when you prevent it, right? So they're not covered by insurance. But a couple of low-hanging fruits, okay? Really, really important to know your CRP, okay, which is, a, which, is, which is a marker of inflammation, and your vitamin D. Really, really important, okay? Your vitamin D is low. It affects like 5,000 processes in the human right. body. Just go get that fixed. And again, the answer is get check, get it checked. It's, it's like 50 bucks. Get it checked and then address it. Because the mistake you can do is go just take vitamin D a ton and then too high vitamin D is also harmful. So you don't want that, right? So make sure you check your vitamin D. Your CRP, if that is high, then you got to know, okay, you know what? I have a lot of inflammation, okay? At that point, you have two options. You can, you can go down the rabbit hole and try to find out where it's coming from, which is why I do with most of my athletes. Or you can say, you know what? I'm going to change my lifestyle, okay? And just do this few things. Cut down your sugar, okay? Big spikes in sugar cause big spikes in insulin, and insulin is pro-inflammatory. Gotcha. So if you can keep your blood sugar stable and keep your insulin stable, your CRP should come down. Okay, number one. Number two, make sure you cut down processed vegetable oils. Oils that are rancid are toxic and they're omega-6. Omega-6 is very, very inflammatory, okay? If you did those two things, majority of your CRP should, should start coming down. And then you'll see your body composition will change, your overall health will improve. Those are really, really simple things. And the last thing I will tell you, is get sleep. Sleep is like the ultimate free medicine, competitive edge. I mean, if you could do one thing, someone said to me, hey, I got a big tournament next week. What can I do? I'll go get sleep. Your brain works better. Your body works better. Your eyes are sharper. Everything gets better if you sleep. Now, minimum seven to eight hours. That equates to like five sleep cycles, which are about 90 minutes each. And that's what you want to do, right? And in order to sleep better, there are a couple of things. All electronics, 90 minutes before your bedtime, put it away. 
You can listen to stuff, but do not watch screens. Even if right? you have the blue light blocker glasses? Now, okay. If you if you must, use a blue light blocking glasses. Okay. Right? You look like Bono. It's kind of cool. You know, you can have your screen. If you absolutely must, right? Number two, when you do go to sleep, complete darkness. No lights in the room. Completely dark. Number three, keep the room cool. Think about, uh, I tell you people, all this, I tell people this all the time. Think about a hibernating bear in a cave, dark, quiet, cold, right? Yep. And then if you can, I can't do it in Orlando because it's hot here, but if I was in New York, I'll have a cold shower before I go to bed because it cool, keeps the body temperature, like cools you down and then get in and go to bed. Cooler you sleep, the better you'll sleep. That's great. Yeah. I cannot wait for my wife to hear those three points on sleep. And I, and I asked about the blue light blocker glasses because, you know, we have young kids. So, you know, yeah. a lot of times we don't even get to spend true one-on-one -on -one time together until maybe 8, 8.30. We go to yeah. bed around 10, 10, 15-ish. You know, a lot of times we want to knock out a show because we haven't got to knock out any of our shows or anything. So I'll, I'll rock my blue light blocking glasses. We have a security panel uh, on our wall that I've taped over all the light. I've put painter's tape over all the lights, those little <laughs> green lights to try and make it darker. And then I always put the thermostat in our room way down. And, and so literally the three that you knocked off, I, I cannot wait for her to hear that as well because she thinks uh, I'm, I'm fairly psychotic about it. But it's benefiting no. it's benefiting the both of us and and people ask oh, 100%. to your to your point people all the time i'll have young athletes ask me what's the best supplement i can take is it creatine is it protein is it you can go anything with the teen arginine you know you could go yeah. to, you could go down that path and i'll say sleep and they're like really i'm like if you're in your teens you are growing you're developing your oh. body needs sleep but that's the first thing that you'll sacrifice you'll say oh i should wake up a little bit earlier tomorrow so i can train well if you don't adjust your bedtime you're you're really just digging a hole that's going to be really tough to get out of yeah. you, you've mentioned your book a couple of times it's, it's called lose weight and feel great forever i think the title would uh, it just screams to anybody listening i think everybody wants to everybody most 99% of people are in a position where they want to lose a little bit of weight and, and yeah. everybody wants to feel great forever. Um, you've mentioned a lot of things. Yeah, it, you know, it, I wrote that book um, initially as, you know, I was the chief uh, wellness officer for the hospital and I kept getting the same questions over and over again. And in the end, I thought, you know what, why don't I just put it in a book form? And that's how it started. And, and it, I'm very, very proud of that book, actually. You know, needs to needs to be tweaked a little bit you know, but overall, the message there is, is very, very, very simple. Like, it's free medicine. I always talk about this. You know, in, before a doctor writes a prescription, they should prescribe five things, okay? Movement, right? Movement, in, outdoor, in the sun, right? Good quality sleep. Make sure you sleep, right? The people who say, you know, I'll sleep when I'm dead often do. Right. Like, <laughs> Don't go there, right? And then, uh, so movement, nutrition, sleep, uh, social connection, really, really important to know that, you know, I spent some time with the Hadza tribe, and, and it's so interesting. They, they do all of these things naturally. If you're part of a tribe, there is a sense of safety, a belonging, a very low anxiety level there, because you're surrounded by people that are going to have your back. Right. So social connection is super, super 
super important, right? And then finally, I will tell you like, you know, putting things in combination. So moving in outdoors in the sun is a great thing to do first thing in the morning, right? So if you think you're going to move anyway, just go out and do it in the sun. There's a lot of phobia about the sun, but at least 20 minutes without sunblock is not going to harm you. Right. Your fair skin, blue eye, yes. After that, you need to put some protection on sunblock. But 20 minutes will get you to absorb your vitamins that you need. You know? So that's 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 all free medicine. It's all that's what the book's about. Definitely. You know? And then it gives you some specific strategies on supplements and stuff like that. So this seems like a natural transition when you mentioned the social connection. At this current state we're in right now, they're demanding social distancing. And so um, the time we're in right now, and, and we're recording this a couple days before it will release, in the coronavirus pandemic is, is sweeping the nation mm-hmm. now in the U.S. It's, it's affected most of the world already. Mm-hmm. Through this time, you you are also an ER doctor. So we've talked a, a lot at length about um, your work with athletes, and, and that's that's absolutely fascinating to me. It's admirable, especially at this time, your role in the ER. And it was so tough to connect this week because you were so busy with what's going on yeah. right now. Give us a little update on what's going on with the ER right now, and you're practicing out of Florida um, where there are cases. You know, it's uh, we're still in the early stages, and so – People are frustrated because policies are changing every day. You know, they're telling you to do one thing one day, another thing. That is that is normal. Like, you know, because we've never faced this thing before. We never faced a situation like this before. And so there's a lot of fear. A lot of my work in the ER with the patients have been to reassure them, you know, and say, look, you don't need the test. You don't have any of the symptoms and then give them guidelines. And and that's pre- predominantly it. Um, you know, the one thing I will tell you this what makes COVID-19 so difficult and kind of challenging and yet, you know, kind of intellectually stimulating is the fact that it's an RNA virus. So viruses fall into two types, DNA virus and RNA virus. DNA viruses are what we call they are more stable, okay? Means the virus doesn't change as much. You know, like the virus that causes your cold sore or your, or your shingles, those are DNA viruses. They are very stable. You can create a vaccine for them. You know what to do, the medication you can create, it helps it, right? RNA viruses, the problem with them is they mutate really fast, really fast. So while while it's progressing, it changes, okay? So that's why a lot of trouble in containing it, okay? What we know about this for, for a fact, for an absolute fact, that's why I want to I emphasize this to your listeners. Listen to me. I'm not politically biased. This is not a hoax. This is based on studies and advice that's come directly from places like Korea, Singapore, uh, Italy, and Ireland, where I have colleagues and friends who are telling me this. Social distancing works. This is the only thing that's going to really, really, really make an impact. And it's because of this, okay? Let's say I have the virus, okay? And you and I, you know, you know, bro hug or high five or something, okay? Right. Now, I give you a tiny bit of the virus, okay? The virus will then start replicating in you, okay? Slowly, it starts doubling, 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 doubling. As it's doing that, you're not going to have any symptoms, Eric, until it reaches a, a threshold, what we call a threshold, a, a critical amount, 
where it then starts affecting your lungs. Okay, that can take five to ten days. Wow. So in that to ten days, that you feel great, and you are doing all the things, thinking, man, I don't have anything, right? You are likely to pass it on to someone else, and then that virus sits there and doubles and doubles and doubles and doubles and doubles until they get symptoms. So if you wait for you to get symptoms to know that you have the virus and then say, hey, I have a fever, I have a cough, I'm short of breath, I may have this, don't come near me, it's too late because you've already spread it. You know, it's a bit like chickenpox. You know, by the time you actually get the rash, you've already spread it to other people. Mm-hmm. That, that incubation, that latency period is very, very important. That's why if we don't connect and we are six feet apart, if you wipe down all your surfaces, then there's no chance of you sending me the virus. Then there's no chance of that virus living in me and passing it on to other people. And that's how you stop it. You know, of all the things, we're talking about vaccines, we're talking about, you know, chloroquine, hydrochloroquine, all these trial drugs. The one thing we know, absolutely that we know, is social distancing will stop the spread. And we can do that. You know, the drugs that we're talking about, we don't even know if it works. The vaccine, it's going to take you a year. It's going to take you a while to get it before it's fully safe, you know, and, and to know the long-term effects and all that kind of stuff. So social I, I, distancing, it sounds too simple, but it's so effective. Uh, thank you very much for that valuable information. I love uh, the part you talked about where you're talking to colleagues that are being affected by this. It's so tough. Yeah. In, in a week ago, it was so hard for me to wrap my mind around what was actually going on because we live in this bipartisan system in the United States where it's tough to trust the news. And you'd get one report out of CNN that would be not opposite, but not the same as the same one from Fox News. And I'm sitting here prepping for a Las Vegas trip. You're a golf fan. Yeah, Dr. Ara. So today I was supposed to play Cascada in Las Vegas. Yesterday I was oh, supposed nice. to play Shadow Creek, you know, two top 100 courses. Instead, I'm at my house and, you know, uh, first world problems. I'm complaining about that. But then I get, I have a golf simulator at no, the house. Great example, though. Great example. Yeah, exactly what we need to do right now. Yeah, but, it, you know, you know and- a week ago. We were debating if we were going to go or not. Well, it, it became evident by the start of yeah, this and, week and that I think we weren't going to. That's the problem, right? When you see the news, it's it's they have uh, you know a hidden agenda. Like you know, one 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 side wants to you know if you take C- CNN and Fox, right? One side wants to bring Trump down. The other side wants to push him up and protect him. And and so we are lost in between all of this. In between all of this nonsense, is real people like you and me who need to know exactly what to do. Like, that's why I'm frustrated with them. They, they should give us unbiased, like, listen, this is what's happening, you know? And, and Eric, I will tell you, the message from Italy is very simple. Guys, don't wait. Don't mess up like us. Please don't wait. Start your social distancing now. Take this seriously. Do you think yeah. we started social distancing early enough that we won't get to the point that Italy got to? Uh, I don't know. I really don't know. I'm not an expert in that field. Um, my, my philosophy, you know, that's, that's what the big debate is, the government acted quickly or not. But regardless, regardless of where the virus came from, regardless of whether or not we inherited an old system, what can we do now? You right. know, like Lou Holtz. Lou Holtz gave me this tip, right? He said, 
W-I-N, win. You know what it stands for? What's important now? What's important now is that we socially distance. If we do that now, maybe we might make a difference a little bit further down the line. We don't know. We can't do anything about what we didn't do. So let's do what we can do now. Let's not talk and argue about all the other stuff. That's all. We can face that later. But for now, we know social distancing works. So let's do that. Are there specific vitamins or supplements or anything that you're encouraging people to take right now to, to boost your immune system at this time? Uh, yeah, there's a couple of things. You know, like I said, uh, just keeping it very simple, vitamin D. If you know your levels, make sure they're adequate. Okay, and again, the other side, don't go too high because it can actually drive your immune system down. Okay, the best supplement, uh, we already talked about sleep. The second best supplement is actually exercise. What we know is when you exercise, but not, so very important, Eric, not high intensity exercise, not huge volumes, okay? So low volume, low intensity exercise, okay? Maybe no more than an hour, but you, here's what I tell my athletes, okay? You want to exercise in a way that, you know, when you, when you go to the gym, you feel good, and when you leave, you feel good. That's the right amount. If you feel oh my God, I got nothing left in the tank. Oh my God, I feel like throwing up. That's a badge of honor, which is not what you want right now. Because right after that, right after that period, what we know is if you push it that hard, like marathon runners, crossfitters, we know shortly after that, there's a window of about two hours where the immune system goes down. You know, and you don't want that to happen right now. So low volume, like less than an hour, low intensity exercise, what that does and has been proven is that it actually mobilizes your immune cells that picks up viruses. It actually creates them to be more mobile and more alert, and that's what you want at this point, right? So those two things, sleep and exercise. And after that, vitamin D, super important. Vitamin C, a lot of questions, you know, from evidence, it's, it's been proven to be very effective for people with, with, who are like seriously, seriously putting a lot of volume in and intensity. So military uh, personnel, uh, downhill skiers, and uh, marathon runners. This is what's been studied on. It's been very effective in that, that group. So if you're one of those ultra marathoners or you're doing long runs and you need to keep training, vitamin C is pretty, pretty useful for you. And then I would say, you know, now is not a time to cut down your calories. Now is not the time to change your body composition, okay? If you're a professional athlete, and I'm actually going to do a webinar for, for pro athletes coming up to soon, probably next week. Um, and I'll post it on my Instagram. If you're a professional athlete and you're not training as much now, yes, you need to cut down your calories to match so you don't put on the weight when season starts again. I get that. But to change your body composition right now, to cut down weight, to lose your body fat, now is not a good time because that, again, hits the immune system hard, okay? If you're doing a lot of cardio, what we know is having carbs, okay, and this is where the keto people are going to hate me, but having carbs has been shown to actually boost the immune system a little bit right after the, the cardio activity, okay? Thirdly, protein. Protein has been shown to, again, help mobilize the white blood count, help the immune system act uh, in a more positive manner, okay? It, it, it boosts the immune system, if you like. In particular, branch-chain amino acids, but things like glutamine, cysteine, they are very, very useful, very potent in keeping the immune system ticking, okay? The, the, the final thing I'll tell you is fish oil, which is omega-3, is also very, very useful at this moment. 
because it, it kind of balances out the, the inflammatory response, right? Omega-6, which is why I told you to avoid like rancid oils and all that kind of stuff, those will cause inflammation. So if you take fish oil, which is DHA and EPA, they kind of balance out that. So the inflammatory response is not as aggressive. So one of the problems is if you get infected with corona and you end up being sick, your body creates a huge inflammatory response, which starts attacking itself. So if you can balance that out a little bit with omega-3s, that's actually really good. So those, those are the things I will tell you that have been shown to be effective. And then there is a question of probiotics. What we know is uh, Professor Gleason, uh, who's retired now from Loughborough University um, in, in the UK, he did a ton of work looking at probiotics in athletes, track and field athletes, during the winter months. And what he showed was uh, certain probiotic strains. Uh, actually, have you heard of the drink, uh, the yogurt drink called Actimel? Yeah. Yeah, so Actimel has the right composition. So for people who want to know, drink Actimel. Actimel has the right composition of probiotics that help boost the, the microbiome to, to combat uh, viral illnesses. So that might be another thing to consider at this point. That, that information right there will be so valuable for so many people out there. Extremely valuable for me as well. Uh, I got back from a, I own a gym here in Louisville, Kentucky. We are not open right now. I, yeah. I worked out personally myself this morning, and I did not. I definitely did not feel better afterwards. I felt better. I felt the sense of accomplishment, that badge of honor you talked about, but yeah. I, did, I did not feel more uplifted afterwards. I will taper back through this time and, and take those recommendations, the calories. Uh, I'm, I'm a intermittent fasting guy. I was going to ask – okay, we'll go at this with two ways. One, let's start with the coronavirus, this COVID-19 time intermittent fasting or periods of fasting during this time and then also for athletes or just um well everybody's an athlete we've established that professional athletes normal everyday athletes what are your recommendations as well there okay so huge huge fan of intermittent fasting okay huge fan i think giving the body the rest and allowing you know allowing all the benefits on the mitochondria and the detoxification pathways and allowing the body just to to rest and calm down is huge. And also the amount of energy you spend digesting is, is, is reduced, right? So you get energy for other things. So, you know, I've noticed that myself when I intermittently fast and then before I break my fast, I go for a run. I feel like, where does energy come from? I haven't eaten the whole day. Like it's crazy, right? So I'm speaking from personal experience. I think it's a great idea. When I talked about calorie restriction, I, what I'm saying is, if you're intermittent fasting, you know, don't cut down your calories, though. Don't put that together, okay? I'm okay with your intermittent fasting. So if you had your last meal at 7 p.m., again, Eric, ask me that question in a second. Remind me to come back to this. But let's say you had your last meal at 7 p.m., and then you have your next meal 16 hours later. That's fine. But mm-hmm. just make sure you eat enough at this point, okay? And then, okay, so this is what I want to tell you. It's really, this is something I, you know, I work in the ER, so I'm going into the epicenter of, of, of coronavirus, okay? There's a few things that I do specifically to help me sleep better. And one of the things I, I started doing is I have my last meal around 6.30, 7 p.m., okay? And I go to bed about 11 p.m. And that gives me a four-hour window to digest, absorb all the nutrients I need, drink, pee, do all that stuff. So when I go to sleep, my diaphragm is not up here, and so when I lay flat, it doesn't impede me taking full breaths in. I think it's really, really important now to go to sleep 
with as, as much as your diaphragm is lower down and no, stomach not full. That's really important so that when you're sleeping, you can actually expand your lungs adequately. You know, that's, that to me is a really powerful thing to do right now. I, I have always heard having not, not eating before bed, giving yourself three or four yep. hours. I had never heard of it in the sense with the diaphragm and expanding your breath. That That's yep. awesome. I, I appreciate that information. So each week we go through some recurring questions with our guests. It's fun to get these answers and compare them. Um, and so, so we'll run through those now. You can be as short as you want on these or, or okay. you can elaborate if you want to. Uh, if you couldn't do what you're doing for a living right now, what would you like to do? I would be a travel photographer. Nice. What's your favorite book? The One Thing. Good deal. What role does your faith play in your life? Huge. Huge. I, being human, I'm constantly fighting between my soul and my ego. And and my faith is what always, you know, when I have to make, when I know I have not been right, my faith allows me to forgive myself. And then also my faith is what pulls me to a higher standard. You know, and to know that there's something far more important, superior, powerful, watching over me, you know, kind of frees me up to be human. So, Man, I love that. And, and for your experience in the science and medical field, plus all of your world travels and where you've lived around the world, I was really excited to hear your answer to that. This is a new question. If you had to add one person who is alive today to your family for this quarantine period, who would it be and why? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, God. God, that's, I'm a history buff, dude. There's so many people. Um, Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. He is not alive, uh, which was part of the question, but I love that answer. And you know where Muhammad Ali is from. Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah, where, where, I, where I am recording this from here today. Why Muhammad Ali? Ah, uh, Muhammad Ali, dude, I, he is such an enigma to me, you know, because on one hand, he was this ferocious athlete, right? Yet, on the other side, he was so socially aware and, and just did things that, that just baffled you because he did just because it was right and he wouldn't, he didn't care. Took, take my belt. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to go to war. Like, he just wouldn't do it, you know? And then... As he aged, you saw a side to him that was so compassionate and kind. And he showed, showed us all that, you know, you could have an, the, the body of a warrior, but, you know, the heart of a poet. And they can coexist. And you don't see that very often. You know, we all, we all talk about, you know, being ruthless and being a beast and blah, blah, blah. But some of the most beastly people that you know, are some of the kindest, softest, and people who've been driven by just pure love for doing what's right. You know, and, and to me, he just, I would just pick his brains on so many things, from training to his philosophy to, to, to me, he was the ultimate complete person, man. Amazing uh, guy. I, I love that answer. And when you described him, that's, that's often how I, I say you have to be as a football player. You know, if you want to be a functioning member of society, you got to be able to flip this switch between three and a half hours on Sundays where you have to go out and put your body on the line and you're in violent competition. 
but you cannot bring that home with you to your to your wife and kids or, or your family or right. your friends or anybody else. And when you're approached um, in public and someone offends you, you have to be able to turn that off. And then you've also been given this platform to make an impact because you play a game. And, and yeah. Muhammad Ali is this perfect example of someone who used that platform for the greater good to leave a legacy. And, and I encourage so many people, you have this platform, but you've got to be able to flip it on and off or else you are not, you're not going to be able to utilize the gifts that God gave you and, and you're going and you're gonna to be out of the league quick. I got, I, got, I got the person for you. So if I was quarantined and I could bring one person in, It'd be Denzel Washington. Oh, nice. He'd be entertaining, too. Yeah. yeah. I think he can tell some really good stories. Uh, but more importantly, like, I, I want to know, you know, like, he is such a phenomenal actor, bro. Like, the guy is just so brilliant, right? Because I was talking between, like, you know, Al Pacino or Denzel, but Denzel does theater, too. Like, he's just so, so wide across all these genres, and, you know, he's got an artistic side, he's got a very philosophical side. I think he'd be a great person to have in chat. He would be. Yeah. Plus, I made my girlfriend happy, too, so it'll work out. Right, work out. right. <laughs> I'll, I'll use that uh, as a transition into what's your favorite movie? Ah, uh, Shawshank's Redemption. That's a great one, and, and that gets brought up on here a lot. What's your favorite restaurant? My favorite restaurant, ah. Uh, Okay, there's a there's a little Thai restaurant that's called just called Song Thai, and there's one dish there. It's called it's called Amazing Chicken because it is really amazing, and it's it it's so simple. It's literally chicken, a bed of vegetables, mainly broccoli, and then they put this peanut sauce over it. Dude, I, I mean, good day, bad day, celebration, not celebrating, just great restaurant to go to. I love it. Yeah. What was your first car? Uh, a Volkswagen Polo in England. Yes. It did 60 miles on full step on the gas. It did 60 miles an hour. And then if you went downhill, it did 64. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> what was your first job? Uh, first job was uh, Burger King. I was uh, I worked in Burger King. I did everything from, from making burgers to cutting the vegetables to mopping the floor. And that was in England when I was a medical student, and that's what got me through medical school. So thank you, Burger King. Two questions on that is uh, I've eaten McDonald's in uh, the U.K., and it's different than the McDonald's in America. I'm assuming Burger King the same? 100%. I, I, it baffles me. The, the burgers, the fries, everything, completely different. Completely different. Would you still eat at Burger King now after working there? Uh, yeah, I would, you know, every now and again, like people think I am this super, no, 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 no vice guy. No, I mean, look, I, I love ice cream. So I'd have ice cream every now and again, every now and again, nothing beats a really good burger, man. Nothing, right. you know, sometimes you just got to have it. I don't eat it every day. I might eat a burger twice a year, but I have it. Yeah. I think I got And you. then I, I make sure I enjoy every bite. If it's a vice, I have no guilt. <laughs> I enjoy every bite of it. That's awesome. Yeah, I think I got you beat on more than two a year, but I'm the same way. You know, I try to live by an 80-90% rule, and people are like, yeah, oh, do, you, do you ever eat, you know, not clean foods? You, yes, of course, of course I do. You know, 
But like you said, you enjoy them so much more when you don't have them all the time. I, I feel like you get more enjoyment from the cheat foods than if you just had it all the time and just treated yourself all the time. And then this is one of my favorite questions to ask people, and this is going to be a good one for you. Who's the most famous person in your phone? I can't, you really want me to answer this? Yes. Okay. The most famous person on my phone is Tiger Woods. Oh, yeah. He's, he's definitely, I mean, it's hard to find someone more famous than Tiger Woods. I, I mean, I, I grew up, I was born in 1986. So I grew up through the nineties domination, just idolizing Tiger Woods. And I got a chance to meet him in the, uh, yeah. in the clubhouse of uh medalist. Actually, we're in the men's grill at, at medalist country club down in South Florida. And me and three buddies and Tiger Woods were the only people in the entire men's grill so he was eating breakfast next to us and uh, actually got yelled at by the, the uh, attendant right there for putting my shoes on at the table, which I wasn't as cultured in my country club etiquette at the time. But I got, I got uh, scolded in front of Tiger Woods, which we all had a good laugh about. But, uh, yeah, Tiger Woods, what a, that, that's, uh, that's, a, that's an all-timer on the podcast, I'd say. No, man, he, he, he's the reason I got into golf, you know. He is the reason, you know, I got Golf Channel. My first break in Golf Channel was when he had surgery. And one of my greatest blessings is actually get to know him and meet him and actually say to him, hey, thank you. Thank you for everything you've done for this sport, everything you've done for me personally. You know, it's just – and he's been very, very nice to me. Like, honestly, good dude. Really wow. good guy. That's powerful. Yeah. I, I love that you encouraged him like that because there, I'm sure a lot of people – build him up and do all that, but to truly be encouraged by someone that plays a role in his life like you have from, from a functional medicine standpoint and all that, uh, truly incredible. And as we wrap this up, are there any parting words you would like to leave our guests? I, I will say again, it's Dr. Ara, A-R-A, doc, D-R-A-R-A-O-N-C-A-L-L.com. Dr. Ara On Call is his blog, and it's at Dr. Ara On Call at all um, social media platforms. Is there anything yeah. you would like to leave the listeners with in, in regards to the COVID-19 or, or anything else we've talked about today? Uh, you know, with regards to COVID-19, listen, majority of us, even if we get infected, we're going to be completely fine. 85%, 80 to 85% don't need any treatment, don't need hospitalization. We'll be completely fine. Okay? So don't panic. Calm down. It's not like, you know, it's not one of the viruses that if you have it, you're going to die. It's not, that's not the case. Okay. But it's really, really important. It's our responsibility to look after the susceptible and the elderly, right? Both are, both are susceptible, right? And we can do something about that. So social distancing, it may not sound cool. It may sound really bad, but it's not a hoax. Just please listen to us. And I'm asking this as a physician. Help us. You know, the more people we can keep away from the hospital, the better for everybody. So that's my parting words. And then overall message, listen, there's plenty of free medicine. Sleep, move, stay connected. That's it. I love it. Thank you so much for your time. And to piggyback the social distancing one more time. Okay, yes, you're going to be you're, – you're required to social distance right now. And if you don't follow those – 
then the government's going to do something to force it to happen because it will. And if you watch the videos from Italy, they forced it. And they'll bring in the military. They'll do what they need to do. And my challenge yeah. to everyone is use this time to be productive. You know, I, I could sit here and complain about my golf trips I'm missing. And we had a family vacation yeah. next week. And I was supposed to call three spring games for ACC Network, one in the booth, which would have been great experience for me. And I could sit here and complain about all those things. But instead – you know, I'm going to try and pour into my family a little bit more. And I've probably taken for granted some of the times that I get to spend yeah. with them. And you know what? Our next family vacation, I'm not going to take it for granted as much. My next golf game out of the state of Kentucky, I'm not going to take it for granted as much. No. And, and you exactly. know what? Don't cut your calories through this time. And, and But go take the dog for a walk. You were talking about low-level exercise. Yeah. You know, take the exactly. dog for your walk with your family and enjoy yeah. each other's company. And who knows how long this will last. It may be in a month from now if we're still on this. Maybe my tune won't be quite as strong. But I just encourage everyone to pour into your loved ones through this time and yeah. use this time to be productive. Get stuff yeah. done around the house so that and, and knock out some projects. So when when we are able to connect again, you knock right. it all out and you can go enjoy yourself. Yeah, all the stuff you put away, you know. And I, I and I don't know about you, Eric, but I actually feel like it's almost like you know we were going, 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 and now it's kind of <sighs> catch your breath. Right. Just catch your breath. You know what? Put away the clothes. Tidy up some stuff. Like. The stuff that you didn't have to, I'm not saying that it's great to be jobless or anything like that. I think it sucks, you know, but look, just catch your breath. We will get through this, you know, so. And, and, to, and to your point about being jobless, I, I also would encourage you, if you're in a financial situation right now where you can help out loved ones or buddies that, that are going to yeah. go through a financial time, uh, financial tough time, do it. If you can support local restaurants by getting carry out, do it and there and, and show compassion and, and serve any way you can um, while practicing social distancing. So six feet apart um, yeah. limit of in Kentucky right now, it's a limit of 10 people per room. I know it's less than that in some states, but but serve others and be outwardly focused. But, man, it, it, so there's a lot of people that are going to lose businesses, lose jobs, and I just encourage you to be compassionate, and, and you're going to lose patience, and you're going to read people's social media, and they're going to be negative, and you're going to say, man, I'm so positive. Why are they so negative? You just don't know people's situations. Is, and this yeah. is going to affect right. everybody and affect right. everyone differently. So be Correct. compassionate, but, but be productive. Pour into your loved ones, and, and, and we'll all get through this. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. You know, I uh, like the word – President Obama said that out of many, we are one. So that's very powerful to me. Absolutely. That's powerful. That is, those are strong words. Dr. Ara, thank you so much for your time today, and I thank you for the impact right. that your words you will make. This episode is brought to you by Stamina Pro. Stamina Pro is a patch that utilizes proprietary energy charging technology to deliver the power of more than 200 plus natural constituents known to reduce pain and inflammation. I have used these patches in the past myself. I've used them on golf trips where an elbow from playing football has really bothered me in the past. I've used them on my lower body where uh, aches and pains from six lower body surgeries from playing football uh, will creep up. And, and I've talked at length about how big of a proponent I am on getting off of painkillers, getting off of anti-inflammatories uh, that are so damaging to your system. And this pain patch is right up my alley. 
Justin Rose, the golfer, uses them, as well as Tony Finau, Rich Froning, the CrossFit beast, he uses them. And many other world-class athletes, as well as some of my buddies who are not world-class athletes, they use these for active recovery. They use them before, during, after exercise, or just to reduce the aches and pains of everyday living. Check out my friends at staminapro.com and use discount code EWOOD10 for 10% off your order. That's staminapro.com. Thank you for listening to What's Next with Eric Wood. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please rate it five stars and subscribe. That goes a long way for us with this podcast. Tune in in a couple weeks for another new episode. 